Hi there, and thank you for choosing this uh, podcast to listen to. Today, we are going to be talking about uh, the value of investing in digital, but I do need to stress that we were talking about digital strategy in a previous one, uh, and this is kind of something I promised you uh, from that podcast, the last podcast that we would talk next about the investing in digital. Um, So we're going to talk about that today. Also, I did, funnily enough, spot that I had a slightly out-of-date jingle um, that should have been changed. And without further ado, let's get into the topic, but also let's hear a much reduced, instead of a 30-second jingle, a 10-second jingle. So thank you for joining, and let's jump straight in. Oh, yes. Hello. And thank you. Oh, th- I mean, that jingle is just amazing, right? And that was actually an accident. I didn't mean to play that again. Um, so that, yeah, I don't know why that jingle wasn't um, in the previous podcast. It just should have been. And God, like 10 seconds is like a lot easier to listen to than that long thing that I had before. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the value of investing in digital. So what I would say is what I've said already, which is do please listen to the other podcast before this. That will tell you more about um, the context of how we got to this. And this is really all about the value of investing in digital. So basically, when we look at um, digital, I watched a whole bunch of digital transforming transformation strategy workshops um companies from honda to global wind turbine companies all sorts of weird stuff and what these companies were doing over periods of time or what if people were even now um since covid doing um a big overhaul and change and re-adoption um, they're looking at the value of digital and what they've got in their arsenal and how they might change things and essentially there are um in the workshop i deliver actually i sometimes i wonder which way around it i should do it so it, it kind of folds into itself and essentially there's two main bits so the reason why people might um invest in digital or if they do what they might see as an outcome or as a benefit would be either um, increased efficiency or increased revenue. So people typically, um, in my opinion, from what I can tell, um, businesses that I've worked with, in particular e-commerce ones I've worked with, they they, they tend to have uh, this fixated mindset of they need to increase their revenue and that's why they're doing this and it tends to then follow through with e-commerce and it's just not right i mean it really should be more a case of let's look at um some of the other factors so i'm thinking about things from a branding workshop things from content planning things from all these other things i talk about um seo and organic growth and google analytics these are things that um people need to always adopt uh, and look at because that will give you the signs and signals for lots of different variables so if we focus on um if you have a business that has increased revenue through the fact that you you are a digital company or you've got a digital something or another that's part of your business and if you are increasing revenue from there and you're generating income and you, you feel like you are increasing your income through digital then that's great well done um and, but typically what we see is 
businesses would try to do any one of these four other things. So often people look or businesses look at markets and channels. And when they look at different markets and channels, they do this um, more for global markets. So it can apply to um, if you're in the UK and you're in England, you're looking at, uh, oh, I want to go from Birmingham to uh, I want to trade in London. It might be a case of the, the same thing in America, or I want to move from San Francisco to New York. Actually, that's probably not entirely true. More like New York to Michigan or vice versa. And then looking at um, channels and how you do that. So um, different platforms and tools that you might use. And when looking at those things and optimizing and then playing with them, people tend to then see, oh, we've got a whole new market here. I didn't know that. Uh, if you're a New Yorker and you were selling, uh, your business was in New York, and then you go to another place like Michigan, oh, you know, I'm in Michigan, I'm in Oregon, I'm in Texas, and you, you're generating more income, you've increased your revenue because you've looked at other markets. And you've maybe, if you've not looked at other markets, you've started on, you've started on Twitter. And then you've gone, what's this Facebook thing about? Uh, or what's this YouTube thing about? And you've added another string to your bow. You, you've created another channel. Um, so channel can be a, a varied word, but I'm sort of taking it in the context of social, um, just to keep in with the idea of digital a little bit more. Um, but typically people who look at new markets and channels do look at increase, uh, do get increased revenue when they do succeed in that area. Um, often what we see is also if you're able to do things like data capturing, you then improve on your user journey. When you get that down to a T, you're essentially funneling through and prospering on new customers. And when you focus on new customers and how you attract those, um, again, we tend to see um, increased revenue. And new customers, I say that, like basically it's all about um, your organic versus your paid campaigning, um, whether it is campaigning or keyword uh, campaigns that you do. Um, but by enhancing that um, discovery of new customers and the user journey, you would get increased revenue. Uh, and then often what, these are the two we see slightly varying, but people tend to go in their business uh, or businesses tend to go, oh, we've got this service. How about we... Um, do a more premium version or um, some people tend to uh, do a reduction down to a much more cost-effective short thing that's just much better for them and they put um, a, a, a price on it so what tends to happen is that there we've got the next two elements which is new service so by creating a new service by beefing it out and saying, this is a premium service, this is VIP special access, we might see more of an uptake. Now, you might not, but if you do, then that will also see you obviously want to price things up, so you would then get an increased revenue. What's interesting is the fourth element there is new pricing, but often um, I tend to find that um, new pricing and new services do go hand in hand, but sometimes we do see people value in digital and their platforms, and they optimize their their online shop and their e-commerce and they will 
look at their pricing specifically so it's not actually a new service and when they modify their pricing or they put a flash sale on you will see an increased revenue and i talk about pricing like that but actually sale is completely the the easiest uh, example to give you that immediately evokes this kind of increased revenue um i know my missus does things on etsy and there's a culture around um green fair trade um, arts and crafts things um, local and locally sourced in some cases and and that's that's where those kind of things pull on things and when they do a flash sale um, there, there is an increased revenue for certain things when you um, tell people about them so there is value in investing in digital um, and what I'm trying to do is give you a blueprint here for how you might um, see that coming through at your end as a startup business, particularly if you're a social enterprise or a not-for-profit, uh, and why you need to value your digital um, ecosphere. And I think, well, I, I know I'm looking at the slide now, but th this idea of increased revenue is only one half. So the other half um, is really you must value in digital to increase your efficiency. So this does actually spill over and increase your um your revenue in a way which is odd but it does also increase your efficiency at the same time so if you looked at uh your let's say you're a, a warehouse that has a number of tools um i know that if you're a designer and actually you're not you're just a photographer and you've got um, the, these couple of bits of software, then you might not need the whole entire Adobe suite. So you could be improving your asset utilization um, by reducing that cost function. But actually, you, you could improve uh, the speed at which you do things because your computer is now sped up because you've got less on your computer. So improving the, how that's streamlined almost is really important. What's for me that that bleeds into the increased process efficiency as well because. If you're able to look at your process and um, if you've heard my podcast through and through, you'll know um, Kanban, Agile, uh, the love of Trello and that ticketing through that machine factory kind of system uh, is just evident through me. It just seeps through our pores. But essentially increasing your looking at your process and figuring out where the gaps are and how you might um, tweak them a little bit and go, OK, well, we could do this bit faster and we don't need that and we trim the fat off that going to do this and increasing your process um, so that they are far more efficient is uh, one of the other ways that you can ultimately increase your efficiency and in turn um, th that is proof in itself that you are, have valued the digital and sometimes it isn't about the money it's just about getting things done efficiently so that they're a bit faster and smoother uh, and often customer benefits from that too. Um, so you might disagree or agree with um, the ethics of Amazon um, and how it functions in the warehouse, but with various people being paid to do certain roles and then also AI robots doing the job, we can see that that's a, that's a really good example of how they've looked at um, not necessarily anything about the monetary value, but more about the efficiency of getting things out to people is there. So looking at your process is really kind of crucial. Um, also, the, the next two points. So the next one is increased agility. Um, this is in lieu, in light of um, the financial crisis, in light of 
various redundancies in in light of COVID, that there's always going to be something that's around the corner to throw you off your bend, off your curve, and really just um, not go your way. And what's really important is that we're not really downbeat about it. We do try and stand up and dust it off and get on with stuff. And when we do that, there's this sense of um, agility, um, of overcoming um, those barriers. And if we're able to sort of in business be a little bit more agile and have what we were saying before about increasing process efficiency, um, I feel like if you were able to do that, then you might have um, a couple of hours at the end of the day that are free because you've been efficient enough to reduce your work hours. But what that also does is it increases your agility so that if something bad happens, you have that buffer time to go, okay, we don't need to review because we know that this is bad. We can deal with it now and we have time. Um, and being agile is really kind of important because um, I think everyone needs to take stock, really. Uh, and having the time planned in or having the time made up through efficiency is really important because increasing agility in this case, it does increase efficiency. Uh, and ultimately that proves to you that you have valued and you have invested effectively in, in digital, in whichever digital tool it is that you've got. It couldn't just be tool. It might not just be tools, by the way. It could be just the whole process. Um, so yeah, the, the last bit is the new cost models and the fact that um, if you had a package and it was like just there, if you're able to streamline that and chuck it out into different sections and chunk it up and say, okay, this is just a checklist from that. This is like a one hour medium sized version. And then over here, we've got everything, bells and whistles and amazing VIP stuff and having different cost models that suit different needs can often give you increased revenue, bring you more customers. And that does um, actually fall under some of those other elements, but it does also give you um, this sense of abundance of you've got more to offer uh, and you've got other ways of making money. Now, this is, this is like one uh, view on those things. And I think, Another way of um, looking at the new cost models might be also to just to look at if you're a shop and you don't have digital, then adopting digital and getting an online shop means you've got a shop and you've got an online shop. Um, also, if you are a crafty person, then going to the arts market and presenting your stuff there um, or going to a craft market or whatever it might be um, gives you a third element. And then... Um, Maybe you sell your things on eBay. That's a fifth element. Maybe you sell more things on on Etsy, as we've mentioned. So that's a sixth element. And you're essentially, it sounds like more work, but you're increasing your cost models. You're increasing your capacity and your avenues and channels into um, what you're doing. So I think it's really, really valuable. I think it's really um, interesting if you, just to go over as a topic of big businesses that think about this stuff but it is still valuable um insight and how you could be adopting um and investing in digital to really increase um your awareness but moreover than anything it's definitely about um 
increasing that bottom line, but also getting things done a little bit more efficiently so that you're able to look at um, other aspects of your business, so that you're being really efficient with your time. Um, and that's kind of it, really. So that's all about the value of investing in digital. So I think next time I'm going to, in the next podcast, we're going to be talking more about trends and waves, uh, which is that what I promised you on the previous one to this about digital strategy. So if that's something that interests you, then uh, please do listen ahead at those. I just want to say thank you at this point for listening to the podcast. Um, if you have enjoyed it, it would mean a great deal to me if you could um, like, subscribe, follow, comment. Um, if you're on Twitter, also go to Tea and Toast. Uh, and it would mean the world to me if you just gave us a shout out as well. So thank you for watching. Uh, until next time, take care uh, and see you guys soon.